Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Today's reading is James chapter 1, verses 1 to 18. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Those who doubt should not think they will receive anything from the Lord. They are double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. For those who are rich should take pride in their low position, because they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. It blossoms and falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away, even while they go about their business. Blessed are those who persevere under trial, because when they have stood the test, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each of you is tempted when, by your own evil desire, you are dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Good. Well, good morning. It's wonderful to see you all. Um, We are going to be thinking this morning about perseverance and about keeping going in our faith. And so I thought just to get us in the mood, we're going to begin with a little quiz. I'm going to show you a series of images. I'm going to show you a sports person training, and you have got to guess who this sports person is, okay? Uh, And then I'm going to show you them winning a medal in the Olympics, and that's going to help you a great deal. Here we go. Here's the first one. Here's the first one. Who is this? Who is this? Adam Peaty. Well done. Res- yeah, resounding. Let's, there he is. There he is. Lewis, he look good. Very good. Very good. Okay, next one. Bit trickier. Bit trickier. Charlotte Dujardin. Very good. Very good. And well pronounced. Okay, here she is in all her medal winning glory. Right. Okay, here we go. One more. Tom Pidcock, yes, Tom Pidcock. And here he is uh, fly, uh, flying the flag, having got uh, his medal. Tom Brady. 
Tom Daly. Tom Daly. Nice, easy one to finish. There we, there we go. Great. I think we're all we're, we're pretty clued in. No, no need to guess what everyone's been spending their week doing. Okay, here we go. Here's a bonus. What were the medals that we just saw? The answer's got to be a compound one. It's got to be something like a number and then a medal and then a number and then a medal. Yes, three gold, three gold and, and one bronze. Well done, very good, very good. Well done, excellent. You're really up to speed, you guys, fantastic. Now, here's the thing. Those were pictures of those athletes training, first of all. We see them winning their medals. They spend a lot longer training. Every athlete needs to learn to persevere. Persevering means to keep going. So imagine you're Adam Peaty. He's very good at 100-meter breaststroke. Uh, imagine you've had a really, really fast first 50 meters. Imagine if you just stopped there. Just say, oh, that was really good. Brilliant. Done. I mean, I'm leading the field. No, you can't just do that. You can't just relax there. You've got to keep going all the way to the end. You've got to persevere. Did you know that following Jesus also requires perseverance? Jesus wants us to keep going all the way to the end. James 1, verse 2. He says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We're going to be dipping in and out of the book of James in this uh, month of August. And this passage, I just want to look at that one verse. It teaches us this, two things really. God uses hard times to strengthen our faith. And for that reason, we can find joy even in hard times. God God uses hard times to strengthen our faith. And for that reason, we can find joy even in hard times. God uses hard times to strengthen faith. I wonder... I wonder, have you had any hard times in your faith? Actually, let me correct myself. I don't wonder. I don't wonder at all because I know everyone has hard times. James says we will face trials of many kinds. And he's not wrong, is he? Trials of many kinds. I'm looking around the room here from 3 to 93, and I can already imagine the kind of trials we might have. There's a famous preacher who who he, he says he imagines every person in his congregation walking around with a wheelbarrow. And that wheelbarrow is full of their particular trials. Everyone has a wheelbarrow. What are yours? Well, starting at one end of the age spectrum, or perhaps not, perhaps your trials are that moment when your favorite trousers are in the wash and you really want to wear them, but you can't, and you're really sad. Or perhaps you have arguments with your sister or your brother or your parents or your spouse or your children and you really don't like those arguments and it really bogs you down. Perhaps you're very sad. That's a good point, Jill. Perhaps you feel you suffer from depression. Perhaps you're, you're struggling in, in your work. You, you feel like you're not in the right job but you can't get out. Perhaps you're really sad about some situation, some disappointment in your life. You've lost something, or, or a friend or family's lost something, and, and it's really sad for you. Now, what are we supposed to do? We all have those hard times. What are we supposed to do 
with them? Hold on to that question for a moment. What are we supposed to do with them? Because before we answer it, let's not miss the first point here. James says, if you are a Christian, you are going to have trials. Sometimes we might, we might think, when we, oh, I've become a Christian, perhaps now life is going to be easy. No. God is very good, but life will not be smooth, and we don't expect it to be that. So when you face trials, don't think it's all gone wrong. It's been like that for 2,000 years for Christians. Now, everyone has hard times. I guess that much is not so, so surprising. But what is a bit surprising is what James writes about it. Did you hear it? What we're supposed to do with them. He, James, he was Jesus' brother. He wrote this letter. He said this. He said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Pure joy. Probably, if you're a normal human being, the first thing that happens when you think, when you're in a trial is not, ah, joy. That's a surprise, right? Now, how can it be? How can we find joy in trials? Well, James says, it's the testing of your faith, the trials of your faith, the times where it's hard to keep going, but you keep believing, those times produce perseverance, and perseverance focuses your eyes on Jesus, and that Jesus gives you joy. Now, I'm going to illustrate this with a tennis ball or two, and um, I'm going to... Uh, sweeten the bitter pill of sitting in the front row, because um, there are a number of you who have sat in the front row, right? Take a tennis ball, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, I, don't, I didn't have enough for everyone, so um, you're going to have to imagine what these guys are going through. Here you go. Tennis ball, tennis ball. I'm going to need to illustrate this one here, so sorry, you're not going to get one. Right, here we go. Right, you've got your tennis ball. Hold your tennis ball up just so everyone can see them. Right. Okay. Now, take this tennis ball and start squeezing it. Start squeezing it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> we've got complaints from the front row already. <laughs> okay, now it doesn't take very long as you're squeezing it for lactic acid to build up in the muscles around here. And basically, it really starts to hurt. You can go home and do this afterwards if you really want to. I wouldn't advise it. It's not particularly comfortable. <laughs> but here's the thing. Okay, that'll do. If you stop... And if you wait a bit and perhaps sleep overnight, and then you do that again tomorrow, you will actually be better at doing that. And if you wait a bit and then have another sleep on it and do it the day after, you will be even better at it. And you'll be able to keep going for longer and longer and longer. Well, here's the thing. Like that muscle, faith is a muscle. And we are called on to use the muscle of faith. Now, in the good times... That's not hard. But in the hard times, you've got to push the muscle of faith. So you prayed and nothing happened. Ouch. You, you obeyed God and you, you lost a friend because of that. Ouch. You were honest about messing up and, and now you look a little bit silly. That hurts. You've, you've suffered again. And again and again. And it seems you, you've had so much more of this suffering than anyone else you know. And you wonder, does God really care? In those hard times, you have to dig deep. You have to ask yourself, does the God who holds the world in his hands really hold it in his hands? Yes, yes, he does. 
Even though I can't see it, does God really love me? Yes, he does. Well, this is quite painful right now. Even though it was a long time ago, did Jesus really rise from the dead? Yes, he did. Yes, I believe. Will he really take me with him out of the grave into eternity and beyond? Yes, he will. I believe. This is agony. But you know, when we come to realize that, yes, yes, even now I still believe. Our faith is actually strengthened. You know, we think about hard times. There are many things about our hard times that we will not get an answer for this time. This, this side of eternity. Why me? I don't know. Why now? Not sure. Why is it going like this for me compared to someone else over there? Or that person seems to have it a lot harder than that. But we're, going, we're not going to answer to that. But this we do know. There is a purpose to be found in our trials. God wants to strengthen our faith. Now, I imagine, Donald and Becky, your faith will be strengthened through the trials that you've gone through. I don't know about you guys, but as I've heard what these guys are going back to, that brings me up a little short and makes me think a little bit about my trials in a somewhat different way. We've got a great history of missionaries here. They're all listed up on, well, some of them are listed up on those boards at the back there, and it's quite striking. We've got people who, in the early 1900s, were going out from here, probably packing their coffin with them because they weren't going to come back. And, and they were going to go out, and they were going to suffer. But they were going to do it because they loved the Lord. Amy Carmichael, she wasn't from here, uh, Irish uh, missionary about 120 years ago. Um, she said something wonderful about this. I'll give you just a, little, a bit of intro to her. So Amy Carmichael, uh, she lived in, in southern India. She went there um, uh, from Ireland to look after children who were being badly treated by their families. And these families wanted to sell their children um, and she would take them in. She didn't have it easy. She, um, she often suffered very ill health. In fact, she tried to go to the mission field about over 15 years. And she, she couldn't because she kept being sent home because of ill health. Eventually, she made it to India. Um, then she had a, a terrible accident in the closing years of her life. Which meant the last 20 years of her life, she was mostly in bed. Uh, but in that time, she wrote many letters and many books. And she, when she thought about hard times, she compared them to being in a boat at sea in a storm when you can't see the sun or the stars and so you can't navigate, you, you don't know where you're going. And she said this, I understand the buffeted days and the days of no small tempest when neither sun nor stars appear. And it is good to pass through such days. For if we didn't, we could neither prove our God, that's we could neither experience that God is true, nor help others. She went on, I want to live in the light of the thought of Jesus' coming, his triumph, the end of this present darkness, the glory of his seen presence. That bathes the present in radiance. You won't be sorry then that you trusted when you couldn't see. Then, when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on you, no, you won't be sorry then. So I won't be sorry now. I am believing. Sometimes it takes really tough times to push us to believe. And of course, and with this I close, the very best person to follow in those hard times is the Lord Jesus himself, who showed us perfectly what it means to keep going. Let me leave you with a paraphrase of Hebrews 12. These are 
famous verses and perhaps familiar to you. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers, that's the saints of old, all these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again and again, item by item. That long litany of hostility he plowed through. And that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Amen. Let's pray. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Heavenly Father, you know each of our hard times. You know each of them better even than we know them ourselves. Lord, we come to you needing your help and support in the trials that we are going through. Lord, so often we do not understand them, and yet we wish and we long to grow through them. Please strengthen our faith. Give us perseverance. Help us to keep going so that we may experience the joy that you have for us, even in the hardest of times. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon Podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.